0: For tuning into the PHNX Coyotes podcast, don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, leave us a five-star review. I'm Leah, also known as a alien conspiracy theorist, a modern day with my tin hat. And this year, Craig is beer.
1: I am beer. I walked into the office today. Let's should we just disclose sure? This? Let's
0: take everyone Le- behind Leah the curtain. Leah texted
1: me, "Are you dressing up for Halloween?" I was like, "No." <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I said that can't be. Okay,
1: so Leah had this hat waiting for me. When Everybody I got knows here I am beer. I have to wear it, and it's it's flopping, which there's is kind of a disappointing. Hole in it. There's, there's <laughs> a hole in it. It's kind of floppy, but when it is standing up and looks like a beer, I, I kind of like it because I'm approaching six feet tall at yes. that point. Yeah,
0: and Craig, there it goes again. So Craig is beer. Um, Danielle is our producer. <laughs> Best producer. Um and Petey is home because PD does not like Halloween, therefore he Petey doesn't like children to be on the show. I'm just kidding. Petey I'm gonna doesn't. be honest,
2: I was really close to coming into the office dressed as Espo. Well,
0: you should have.
2: I just I I I didn't have time. Yeah,
0: there's so a lot going on. But, but the
2: the the idea was there.
1: Okay, well, I appreciate the it. The funny thing about that is that Espo today came dressed as Espo. That is true. <laughs> from a different era.
0: And you can turn into the Suns yes. pregame come show. On,
1: just come just we've already mentioned you, so you might as well oh, stay in. Never here. mind. You've got an open space. Here he comes. Show people Espo what you look is like today. Espo, Espo. But Show off the more. shorts in particular. <laughs> the shorts are. There's something else.
2: 95 All-Star Game.
1: Yep. There's and a this lot is, going can we, on. Can here. we say what this jersey is or is, is this top secret?
0: It's the gorilla. It's a legit gorilla, gorilla. jersey. Oh my game
1: god. Game <laughs> one. That's unbelievable. Oh there's boy.
0: Espo. Um, Craig is an IPA. If you want to make it a horror uh, see, costume. Now, why you got
1: to go there. Who went there? I can't read, so I don't even know Charles. who went there. Thanks, Charles.
0: <laughs> oh boy. Uh, well, we're gonna get into Halloween a lot later, so stay tuned. If you liked PD's Halloween rant last
1: night, oh, you got another. <laughs> There's more might coming. Be some more coming.
0: Um, but before we get into all of that, um, Craig's mailbag came out today at Go exit did. com. That's one of the um, content pieces that is for diehards only. So if you're not a diehard and you really want to read his mailbag, I learn something new every time I read your mailbag um, because Craig not only answers questions off his the top of his head, but he reaches out to sources as well um, to get those questions answered. So it's a great read over at gophnx.com. Become a diehard. And uh, lots of opportunities to ask your questions in the Discord as well. Those questions get answered first. Yeah,
1: so. and there's also a photo of a red panda.
0: There is, and I am quite confused by it. Yeah, so, yeah.
1: You um, will probably still be confused when you read the yeah. The mailbag, I haven't. I have to admit, I haven't read the tied. mailbag
0: yet. But that's it's a okay. A little, little too
1: chatty over there today.
0: Yeah. Can we get quiet on set, please, everyone? Thank you. Thank you. Um, no, I don't care. Yeah. Craig. Yes. How many questions did you have this year? Time.
1: How many in the entire mailbag? Mm-hmm. I can't remember. So thanks. Okay, uh, a lot.
0: Um, um, but we're going to take the, a deep dive into seven so of them. Probably
1: around fifty because since I started limiting it to one per person which has helped me maintain my sanity. So
0: Okay, fair well, we enough. We pick 7.
1: We pick 7 yep. f- to discuss in depth.
0: Yep. Um so let's just dive right in. Craig, why don't we? Sure. And we'll start with the first mailbag question. It's mailbag Tuesday, not to be confused with mailbag Monday. This one comes from Ed on Twitter and he asks what's been surprising and disappointing about the Coyotes so far or has it been as you expected with players, team team play, and results? Um,
1: it's 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 eight games in, so I hesitate to even go that far. I did answer this question, of course. In the mailbag, I guess one of the most surprising things for me has been the power play. Uh, I, Sean Dersey obviously was added to help quarterback that and maybe give it more effectiveness from up top. I think he's done so. We're seeing him produce. But the entire unit right now, I think, is ranked sixth in the NHL. And again, it's only after eight games, so that doesn't mean a lot. But... Between the addition of Durzi and then Blaine Forsyth, the new assistant coach, who was <laughs> the architect, quote unquote, of the Capitals' power play, which was lethal. Of course, they had Alex Ovechkin and Nicholas Backstrom and John Carlson, so that helps. But they've been pretty effective so far. And I, you know what I think about is like what what would have happened to this team early in the season if their power play weren't clicking at the rate that it yeah. is? Because They're not exactly lighting it up well before the Blackhawks came to town. They weren't lighting it up at 5-on-5.
0: Yeah. Um, I think my surprise – well, can I start with my disappointment? Sure. Um, I think my disappointment has been the fact – and I know this might be – I don't like I don't mean it to come off as judgmental. It's more a personal disappointment. I'm disappointed that Logan Cooley hasn't scored a goal mm-hmm. yet. I think we saw what he did in the preseason and he scored some unbelievable goals, especially the one in Australia. But not just then he scored in Tucson. Um, he scored on penalty shots, shootout goals. We saw it and I thought he's going to score in the first week of the season. And now we're going into game nine and he still has it. Um, You know, he still has six points. He's I know we've talked about his some of his struggles, but I feel kind of disappointed that he hasn't scored yet. So yeah, that's, that's my disappointment.
1: Fair. Like and like last night, yeah, I know you were there for the first two periods. Um, it, it was the first time where I felt like there was a concerted effort to shoot the puck. Like yeah, he only he didn't have any. He had he was averaging less than a shot per game on goal. You're obviously not going to score that way. And he's a guy. I mean, he, everybody talks about Connor Bedard shot. He's, he's got an unbelievable shot. Logan Cooley has a good shot, too he can score goals and he did score goals at every other level i think he will score goals at this level but it felt like he was deferring too much um there's there's probably a lot of thinking going on with him trying to adhere to all the systems i mean you watch connor bedard i mean they just throw him on the ice for every situation yeah. so it's it's almost like okay i'm just going to i'm going to be on the ice all the time so i have to think less about maximizing what i'm doing and staying within you know i'm i'm not the top line center i'm not going to be in the best situations all the time It's a little different situation for him. But, yeah, we're all dying to see that first goal go in. It's probably going to take a lot of pressure off of him, too.
0: Totally. And maybe once he does that, the floodgates will open, which we've seen with players like Jack McBain this season. Um, And for my surprise, I'm going to say last night's 8-1 win. Um, The surprise was the fact that every forward had a point except for Keller Schmaltz and Hayden. (laughs) That's my biggest surprise of the season so far. (laughs) Last night was crazy. Yeah, That's it my was. my biggest surprise. And you
1: start looking at some of the goal scores, right? Like we were talking about this Josh Brown and Liam O'Brien and – Jack McBain, sure, yeah, that's where. Well, you should have seen
0: them on the CHGO Blackhawks post game last night. They were like, Michael Carcone, who is this guy? guy like,
1: that just put up four points against the Blackhawks. Yeah, they ca- they, who, couldn't
0: yeah. They, they couldn't get over it. Like they couldn't get over it. They were like, I can't accept this. If they like, if it was Keller, I understand, but Michael Carcone, and I said, don't disrespect Michael Carcone like that.
1: Yeah, but for me, for <laughs> disappointing, uh, and and again. Eight games into the season, so we can't form any judgments yet. You really, you don't, you don't really form any lasting judgments until about the twenty game mark. I, I don't think you feel like, like you know anything. It's not a, a big enough sample. But other than Dursey, the new guys.
0: Well, I thought Zucker made an impact, but he's unfortunately out. A couple out.
1: games, yeah, and then he's out. Matt Dumba scored that goal immediately in the first game, yeah. and he scored the first goal of the season, yeah. and then. I, and I did, again, as I said in the mailbag, I didn't think he was going to produce big numbers, but I, you know, he was heralded as a guy who really defends well. He, he's been pretty uneven in that area. Alex Kerfoot until last night, I hadn't <laughs> seen much from him at all, and then he had three assists in that game. Again, it was the Blackhawks who just allow you to do whatever you want in the offensive zone, so it, it makes things a little easier on teams. But I don't think the new guys have had that much of an impact yet on the ice. I, I guess I expected a little bit more from them Yeah, early on.
0: I want to add, and this kind of relates to my surprise of last night's win, but I want to add that Michael Carcone has been a nice surprise because, and I said this on the post game show last night, I think he came in to this year and we thought, could he be the extra forward? Where is he going to fit in this lineup? And now I think he's an everyday part of this lineup and he's he's added offensively and he's done what you expect him to do. He's done almost what he was doing at the AHL level. And, you know, we were unsure if that was going to translate. And so far it has Um, obviously last night kind of skewed his stats Mm -hmm. um, in that favor, but I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised by what we've seen from so
1: much about him after the game. That was the the question where Patrick Brown said to me, congratulations on getting the longest response ever from because he talked so much about what Carcone needed to do coming into the season. So much of it is consistency, right? Doing it every night, being responsible in all those areas but he said he's he's been really focused and you know right now he's obviously in a fourth line role by and large when this team is at full health but he obviously wants to move up he'd like to play in a different situation and you know Andre's certainly not going to close off that possibility if he keeps doing the things that he's asking him to do
0: great uh all right well should we move on to the next mailbag question sure all right let's look at mailbag question number 2 this one comes from Nom Denon <laughs> I have to say it in we the We both
1: fr- have to say that Nom, nom Denon
0: Uh, On Twitter, um, who said, I can see Gunther has five points in six games in Tucson, which seems pretty good. How has he actually been playing? What have you seen and what have you heard? What's the current state of the Gunther situation?
1: First, I have to start and say I haven't seen anything because we haven't seen the Roadrunners play. Um, But I have talked to people who are watching him. Obviously, the people that are paid to watch him and evaluate him. Um, Again, it's early, so it's really hard. I have to have this caveat before anything we say because we're so soon, so early in the season, is shedding the sweater while I'm she's really on camera hot. because she's decided that this was not the best costume to wear. Um, a couple of things that Bill Armstrong mentioned to me when Dylan Gunther went down, um, and and we had we had hinted at this possibility even when we were in Australia because we weren't weren't seeing the impact from him on that Logan Cooley line with Jason Zucker. He wasn't keeping up. So one is pace of play. He's been playing with better pace of play in Tucson. The other thing that he's doing that they really need to see him do, and part of this is just skate uh, getting strength and. And getting accustomed to getting in those areas, he's going into battles, whether it's along the boards or elsewhere. He's got to perfect that side of the game because that's the NHL game. So much of the game is played along the walls. Dylan Gunther needs to be able to win those battles and come away with the puck. Um, so that that's a big part of the focus right now. He's improving. He's, he's engaging in some of those areas. But again, it's way too early to say, OK, he's put up these points. He's ready to come back up to the NHL. That's not going to happen. He's not going to be. A quick call up they have other guys to fill those roles in I think they want to see a guy like him a guy like Josh Doan establish it over a long period of time in Tucson and 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 gain not only the consistency but the confidence they can do it at the pro level before they move up to the next and final uh, level
0: yeah um B said Gunther has been driving the net saw that from him the other day um which is something I feel like we didn't see a ton of in the preseason Um, and again I'm in the same boat as you I haven't had the chance to watch him much yeah but just you know as was mentioned in the question five points in six games um, he does lead the team in points um, and he is tied for the team lead in goals so that's what you want to see from Dylan Gunther you want to see him as part of the 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 scoring leaders uh, among your group Um, because if he dominates at the AHL level and builds that confidence and builds upon those skills that they sent him down to develop I think that's a huge positive
1: yeah and he's like you said he's he's got to produce Andre talked early on you know and I I know you get to know coach speak after a while he's he's defending his guy's protecting his guy by saying well he's good in all the other areas away from the puck and that's great that's important yeah. But Dylan Gunther wasn't drafted to be, you know, a good defensive forward <laughs> no. and a penalty killer. No, he was no. drafted to score goals. So he needs to produce. So this is a good sign.
0: Yep, absolutely. Um, OK, well, let's go to our next mailbag question. This one comes from Aiden in the Discord who asked, Craig, what's your best advice for a young and just starting up sports writer? Cheers.
1: Um, run away.
0: <laughs> Stop.
1: Find another profession. No. <laughs> All right, if you really want to stay in this crazy, volatile industry, um, and I said a lot of this in the mailbag, so I'm going to, I'm actually going to ask for both you guys to give your takes as well on, because there are other areas of this industry aside from writing. Um, but for me, it's, I liked learning from people who had been in the business for a long time. I read a lot. I read a lot of the, the writers whom I respect just to get a sense of their writing style their voice, the way they approach constructing a story. And then you also learn from them, like the reporting side of it, which is that's, that's the bedrock of anything that you do as a writer. If you're not a good reporter and you don't ask good questions and good follow-ups and get good quotes, you're not going to write good stories. So those are a lot of the things that I would advise people to pay attention to if they want to get into this industry. Um, there are a lot of sports writers out there, but if you can't differentiate yourself in the market, you're probably not going to have much of an audience. There there are a lot of people writing similar copy out there, but you need to be you need to, I guess, find your strengths and find your voice as a writer.
0: Great. I don't. So I'm not going to have the writing perspective, no, no. Um, but be ready. To, if you want to work in sports, be ready to work a lot of hours and a lot of <laughs> hours that are not the hours that your friends work. And you have to be ready to we left out of a lot of plans on friday nights and saturday nights and holidays and weekends amen so you just have to love it that much it's uh that's the biggest thing um and then the other thing is just keep every loose connection you have introduce yourself to people establish a connection follow someone on twitter connect on linkedin cuz you never know where your opportunity is going to come from and that is exactly how this opportunity came to me. So that would be my advice. I'm very new to the space. So I don't want to sit here and be like preachy, but that's what I've found.
1: That's really important advice actually, is the connections. Um, and I, that's another thing. Like when, when I had actual time to teach a class, uh, I would tell students like every source that you develop, maintain it, Yeah, find a way to maintain. It. And it doesn't mean just, Oh, I need, I need you for another story. Just maintain connections, know something that's important in their life or a team that they're connected to through college, just do these little touches where you maintain yeah. the relationship because, you, like you said, you never know when you might want to come back to that source for something else. And if you have those relationships, it's already there.
0: Danielle, do you have any two cents for this I, one? I do.
2: <laughs> um, I also teach at, at ASU. And one thing I always tell my students is, uh, as a photographer, for those of you that don't know, I am a photographer. Mm-hmm photographing
0: Um, at the world series by the way not a big deal
2: yeah um (laughs) go into every situation uh with the understanding that you can learn something from everybody um everybody that that you surround yourself with everybody there has something to offer and i think going in with that mindset is really important um and also just be a nice person (laughs) um i've gone a really long ways just by being nice (laughs) to people and i think that's really important um because we we know there are some people out there in this industry that aren't necessarily the best people. Um, and so to differentiate yourself, uh, be you, be nice, um, and uh, go out there and work hard. Sports is an industry that, that really rewards uh, rewards hard work. So, true. yeah. And uh, piggyback off of said, yeah, say goodbye to a social
1: life. <laughs> um, yeah. Sports is your life now. Right. This is, Especially if you want to become a baseball writer, say say goodbye to any oh my kind God. of life.
0: Yeah. I th- so I think Chris <laughs> tweeted like, what's the over under for hours off Jesse has had this month? And I said 0.5. <laughs> five. Can't,
1: can't ever imagine doing that beat. Much <sighs> respect to baseball writers because y'all are crazy.
0: Crazy. All right. Well, let's get to our fourth mailbag question. This one's another fun one, I yeah. think. Um, Roman in Discord asks, if you could time travel once... Roman, can we time travel back? though? <laughs> Let us know. Um, where would you go? Assume when you time travel, you can also go anywhere on the planet.
1: Yeah, you can go back. We're, we're going to leave this wide open. You can go back in time, too.
0: No, no, no. Like, oh, like once I go back, I'm allowed oh, yeah, to, come, to back come back to present yeah, day. Because he said time travel once. <laughs> I was like, do I have to stay there forever then? Yeah, we're, that, we're, that, we're it's, interpreting
2: it. Is, it's, assumed it's, a, it's assumed it's
0: a round trip. Okay. It, it's a round trip. Okay.
1: Yeah, there it is. I mean, yes. yeah, there okay.
0: I have to think a little, so why don't you go first? Well,
1: I I answered this already uh, in the mailbag. And what I said is, it's not that important to me where I go as long as it's civilized. (laughs) Like, if there's rule of law, I'm going to go like 200 years into the future and then I'm going to capitalize on everything I learned and come back. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Wouldn't you want to do that? Like, I'm going to bring back all the scientific breakthroughs, all the medical breakthroughs, and all the scouting reports and just hand them to the coyote step and say, yo, don't take that guy out. this guy is going to go in the seventh round, well. but you might want to. I take like him. the way you yeah. think there, actually. There I
0: like going a few years in the future for a, for the draft. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I well, might. Insider you know, trading? I, I
1: might also in, invest in some things that I learn about, but <laughs> I know that doesn't seem. Is
0: that insider trading?
1: Noble. Is that legal? I don't know. You know, they, they might have to write new laws for that <laughs> once time travel becomes a thing. <laughs>
0: That's funny because I didn't even think about going to the future. I was like, "Where in the past do I want to go?" Um, and for some reason, I'm stuck on this. I kind of want to experience the '90s as an adult. Oh. <laughs> why? <laughs> you... That hurts me. <laughs> oh, because you were definitely an adult in the '90s.
1: Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was. I just feel. I then. just
0: feel like the the pre like cell phone, pre social media. I just want to live in that world.
1: Yeah, you know what? Before the world wide web came along in yeah. 89 right like it, it was so different.
0: Yeah, I just want to experience that as an adult Yeah, Danielle. I'm curious your answer for this. We're putting you on Oh boy Uh And let us know in the chat what you're in yeah, let's
2: know in the chat what you're doing. Um Boy, I was th- I wasn't expecting this. Yeah, sorry, I, 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 I this mean on. honestly, I would love to be a game seven of the world series Uh for the D backs in 2001. I was at game six. It was great highest scoring inning in in world series history but game Seven, seven oh I think that's it. That's probably yeah. It. That's
0: a good answer. It's a good answer. All right. Well, let us know in the chat what, when you would want to travel to, um, and in the meantime, I will tell you about Bet MGM. You can travel to the future, and <laughs> that's That sounds so illegal. This was a plot of Back right? to the fe- One of the Back to the Future movies where they got the almanac and mm-hmm, were mm-hmm. sports. Get the betting. So,
1: talk to me in a week, and I'll I'll let you in on. Some yeah, things. he'll he'll let you yeah. in
0: on the picks. Um, yeah. and as per usual, I had to. Text Shane and Sean for a Bet MGM parlay pick because they're good, they're good at this. This is what they do, especially Shane, who when he's not living on an RV around the country, he's (laughs) the host of PH Next Best Daily. Um, so Shane gave me his parlay pick of the week and he dubbed it the Snakes Alive Parlay presented by Shane. Um and here it is: it's Catel Marte to get a hit, Corbin Carroll to get a hit. The D-backs, line and Corbin Carroll, one or more stolen bases. That's plus 625 right now over at BetMGM. So, the Snake's Alive Parlay presented by Shane. Thank you, you, Shane. If you want to bet that, you can do so right now over at BetMGM. And if you haven't signed up yet, use the bonus code PHNX. You can place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through the BetMGM Sportsbook mobile application of at least ten dollars, and you'll receive two hundred dollars instantly, and in additional winnings regardless of your wagers' outcome. You can check out the show notes for full details. And now, listen to Shane to talk about the disclaimer. Gambling
1: problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call eight seven seven eight Hope and Y, or text Hope and Y four six seven three six nine New York. Call one eight hundred three two seven five zero five zero Massachusetts. Twenty one plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call one eight hundred Next Step Arizona. One eight hundred Bets Off Iowa. One eight hundred two seven zero seven one one seven for confidential help. Michigan. One 1-80-981-0023 Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing, Casino, and Hotel. Visit at MGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario.
0: You know, it's Halloween, and if you're sitting here thinking, shoot, I haven't gotten and gotten candy yet, why don't you be the cool house and not just pass out candy? You can pass out chips. You can pass out um baked goods.
1: Baked goods? Sleeves of donuts? Yeah, sleeves of donuts. See, I would be go to Circle over to K, that house if I could get a sleeve get of Get all
0: donuts. the Circle K snacks and be the coolest house on your block. Just saying. Check out Circle K um, for all of the goods they have to offer in the store, but also stop by and get some gas fill up in your tank because when you join the free membership program, the Inner Circle, you'll save 25 cents per gallon on your first five fill ups, which is quite a deal. Um, And then you can get every six free on a selection of Circle K products pizza, coffee, and ice-cold fountain drinks. You can join the Inner Circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit circlek.com for details. Okay, let's continue along with the mailbag, um, and we will go on to our next question. Um, And this one comes from Sky in Discord, who asks, even if the Coyotes are not in the playoff race, is it more beneficial to keep guys like Dumba and Zucker or is it more beneficial to trade them for assets? I'd really like them to see them stay past this year.
1: Yeah, it's, this is a nuanced answer, right? Um, it depends on what they're giving them character-wise on the ice, all that. We, we don't know yet because it's way too early. Um, with Matt Dumma in particular, I could see him staying beyond this year if they want him back because he has a place here, he trains here, he's comfortable here, he has friends here. I, I think Jason Zucker is less likely to come back next season. I think he's like trying to use this as a springboard to something else. And that's fine. They were they were willing to pay him and they're hoping that, you know, it's, it's, it's mutually beneficial. I'm torn on this one. Like if, if both of these guys ends up being a real glue guy in the room and they, they really do help the culture and you you're not quite ready yet next year to, you know, take that next step into being a playoff team. I guess there's some value in bringing them back. But if these guys produce, like they hope they produce, if they become critical pieces where other teams are thinking, yeah, that would be a nice piece to add at the trade deadline, you got to really think about that if you're not in the playoff chase. Now, if if the Kyers are in the playoff chase, this is obviously, we're not even talking about this. They're going to keep both of these guys, even if they're close, right? If they're in the hunt, they're probably not trading these guys Mm -hmm. at the deadline. But if they fall off the pace... And you think, I can get something of value for these guys? I just, I don't really see the reason not to. Bill has shown, Bill Armstrong has shown his ability to bring in guys like this year after year. Guys who add character to the room. I mean, this run of dressing rooms has been some of the, just the best collection of guys that I've covered with the Coyotes. So, I don't think if you let these guys go, you're not going to be able to replicate that. He's shown that he can. So... Wouldn't you want to get even more draft assets? I don't care if he pushes it out even farther. We yeah. already know that they have the next three drafts. It's ridiculous how many picks they have in the and first. And with two Craig
0: rounds. traveling to the future it, to find out what happens, I well, can tell them who yeah, they should take. Yeah, exactly. so
1: so I don't know. I don't. I don't mind the the steady pipeline of good draft picks coming into an organization. I think it it really helps you sustain success. Again. There's a a balance here. It all all depends on what these guys mean and what's happening with the team. But if they're out of the playoff picture and I'm the GM and there's there's real value to be had for these guys on the market, I'm trading them.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I think it's completely situational. I think the fact that they're both only on one year deals, it's not like you're giving up an extra year or even two um, to give them up. And listen, like we saw Nick Bukestad and Troy Stetcher get dealt at the deadline and then come back. So yeah, right. it's not like it's a it's a goodbye forever sentence when you get traded at the deadline. I, I do tend to agree with you that Matt Dumbo would be more likely to come back than someone like Zucker. Um, there's a lot of factors at play, too, with the salary cap going up next year. Um, so we'll see how all of that plays out. But I think it all comes down to where the Coyotes are in March. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I agree if. It just completely depends on what spot, but if they're completely out of it and you're getting a good offer, like, like pretty much everything you said, you, you got to go Dumba's for it. Dumbo's
1: salary is lower too, right? So when, yeah. I mean, when you're looking at a prorated salary at the trade deadline, one it, it it's going to be nominal. Everybody wants defensive depth when they're going into the postseason, and and a guy like Dumbo who can defend and hit like he does, he's going to be an attractive commodity, yeah. assuming he doesn't fall off the the face of the planet. You know, with with his play this season, I know there's been some spotty. But he remember, Matt Dumb is adjusting to a new city, a new team, new personnel, new systems. There's a lot going on here, and he's being put in a, a shutdown role. So there's, there's a lot happening. Uh, it's way too early to judge him. I do think a guy like him will have a lot of value. Jason Zucker is going to have to produce, of course, but... Again, uh, another guy i'm I'm not sure what he's going to bring at the deadline, and his salary is a little higher, so it's a little harder to absorb. Yeah. They might even have to eat some of that. Well, and if it depends to, but
0: it depends what the offer is too, because right. who knows what their value will be at the deadline, but it's like if if they're someone saying, "Hey, we'll give you a fifth for Zucker." It's yeah, like, I know no, we'd actually rather have like our locker room guy and right. our leader. Like that at a certain point becomes more valuable. Yeah. Like after
1: below a third round pick, who cares? Yeah. No, 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 thanks. No, no need to move them at that point.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, It'll be interesting to evaluate that when we get further into the season. Yeah. Um, Okay. Well, let's go to our next question. Uh, This one comes from Significant Otter on Twitter. I always like that name. Um, Who asks, what's the vibe at Mullet now that we're in year two and some of the novelty might be gone?
1: I put this one in, and I told you this earlier because I want to address this this narrative that's out there that oh, it's it's not as cool at Mullet this season. Like I got one question saying, oh, I saw a lot of empty seats. Are the Eastsiders Siders not going like they said they would? Well, the empty seats were there because there's there's the club area where the people leave their seats to go in the club area because they have access to it. That happens every game, and there are people walking around the concourse. So I've I, you've been at all three games too. Mullet hasn't been empty there it no. hasn't it hasn't been an issue and and again we're talking about 4,600 seats so it shouldn't be but no they're, they're not struggling to bring people into the building and my read maybe I'm there too much so it would probably be better to get your outside perspective my read is the the vibe's been really good the mm-hmm. first three games
0: yeah I agree I think the vibe's been amazing I don't I don't think the novelty's worn off I think when you walk in and you are 13 rows up from an NHL game like especially yesterday I was sitting there and like the media row is the 13th it's the 14th yeah. row technically yeah. and like you're you're looking at Connor Bedard on the ice it's like anywhere else you would be in the nosebleeds like staring down at, at this tiny speck on the ice <laughs> um and at Mullet it doesn't matter where you are you're super close even if you're in a suite you're incredibly close. And I think that novelty will never wear off to watch an NHL game, even if they are there for four seasons, and then it's the fourth season. Like, I just think it's so unique. It's so cool. Um, and I think maybe the novelty will wear off a little bit for the visiting teams or whatever. But from a fan perspective, I think it's awesome.
1: Yeah, there. Are, I mean, we and we run into people constantly at games, like whether it's out of town fans or locals that can't get to a lot of games because the it's tickets expensive. are expensive yeah. yeah so i don't know that the novelty worn off you see visiting fans come in all the time well
0: last night i heard blackhawks fans going whoa like
1: you can cool. hear yeah it's cool it's cool to see yeah you, you can't get seats like that normally so i i yeah i'm i'm right now and i i don't know where we'll be in like in year four at mullet but right now <laughs> it's still a blast to watch a game there and and I would actually even go to this opinion to just sort of cement what I just said. I hear it from other writers, too. And yeah. And other sports writers. I mean, if you want cynicism from anybody, you're going to get it from
0: well, sports La- writers in other cities. Well, Lazarus tweeted this last night. He said, this is a really cool place to watch a game. It is. So, there you go. And
1: you will get cynicism from Mark Lazarus, so yeah. I can assure you
0: of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, if you haven't been to Mullet and you're able to try and go... And you could even go to an ASU hockey game, by the way. Those are amazing atmospheres as
1: yeah, well. Yeah, Denver University, by the way, is coming in after one more series, and Denver could be number one in the country, so that's, yeah. that's a series that's to a circle. That's good, a
0: good way to get into Mullen as well. And
1: Coyotes prospect, Miko Pentika is yes. playing for the Denver University Pioneers, so yes. we're seeing. Anyway.
0: Um, but yeah, I, I think it's cool, but... We can reevaluate in next season, maybe. Um, Okay, we'll go to, I think this is the last of the mailbag questions in this set. Um, This one comes from Paul in Discord, who asks, So Javier Gutierrez stated within 30 to 45 days, the Coyotes will have to make public another site option for the new arena. Would it be another letter of intent, or did he indicate it could be confirming at least two sites out of the six he said are still in contention?
1: Unclear, and by the way, Javier said that on our show. (laughs) The last time it he was yes. here. So, and when, when we did the math, we're like, okay, by the end of November, we will have an announcement for another site. My suspicion is that it will be similar to the announcement of the site in Northwest Mesa. Okay, it's a letter of intent. We're we're interested in this plot. But if if they're going public with these two sites, my take is those might be the lead two sites. Hmm. I could be wrong, but... That that's my read on the situation. And I know people are wondering it. And I've I've heard, and I, I reported this in the uh, mailbag as well, that I've heard from multiple sources. And this shouldn't be a surprise, because Javier said it right at the beginning that they were looking in Phoenix, but I've heard that they're they're interested in a site in East Phoenix. I don't know specifically where it is, but that could be the one, or they could surprise us all and come out with something entirely different. But I know that they're interested in Phoenix. Uh, East Phoenix, particularly the area of Phoenix that they consider part of the East Valley. We already know that they were looking at a place in Mesa. They're not going to be in Tempe. They're not going to be at Fiesta Mall. Again, I need to keep saying that because people keep asking me about Fiesta Mall. They're not going to Fiesta Mall. They're not going to Chandler. They're not going to Gilbert. And I'm not
0: going back to Glendale.
1: I don't think they're going to Scottsdale either. I don't think that that's a, a realistic Bad. possibility. The tribal land is, of course, there. I've reported that as well, that there's a particular plot that's already zoned. You could literally put shovels in the ground tomorrow if they wanted that. But again, the problems are you can't build residences. You can't build a sports book, at least on site. So there are revenue issues with that site that they haven't figured out how to manage. Or more, more accurately, I should say, the other sites offer more potential on those fronts
0: be very interesting to see
1: yeah but again like 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 i said by the end of november we should know i don't know listen javier said this as well and he keeps saying this so i i need to be i keep reminding people of the actual words that are coming out of his mouth he said first quarter when we talked to him. remember Mm -hmm. first quarter of next year we've heard the all-star break that's clearly toward the tail end of the first quarter of next year i think we're probably going to get a more substantive announcement Around that time. That's certainly what the league would like to see. Could they push that out even a month or two more? Maybe. But the end of the season rolls around fast. We know they have to have this out in plain sight in daylight by the end of the season. So I'm guessing the all-star break or shortly thereafter is when we're going to get something substantive. And then again, as always, it becomes a matter of whether they can actually complete the deal, close the deal. If they don't. Oh boy, we're back, to, to, yeah, there we're right back to all sorts of speculation. <laughs> of course, people, there's no confidence. Like like I, I ask national writers when when they come into town. So what's the perception? Because I'm so embedded in it. Mm. And I, I'm covering it from this perspective. And, and obviously, I don't just talk to local sources. But what's the national perspective? Well, nobody has any confidence that it's going to get done. And I'm like, OK, I get that based on what's happened recently. The Tempe vote obviously going down. But I've also heard this narrative for the past 15 years. Yeah, they're gone. Okay, How many cities like we were talking about the other day? Is Mm -hmm. it eight? Is it 10 Mm -hmm. that they were reported to be heading to? And it hasn't happened yet. The NHL wants them here. The NHL wants the Coyotes here. And it will exhaust every option, I believe, before it pulls the plug. And I want to touch on something else that's out there a lot. Oh, as soon as they leave Phoenix, it'll become the number one expansion market. I don't buy that at all. You know what it costs to get an expansion franchise? It costs a billion dollars. <laughs> Who is coming into Phoenix with all of its history, with the Coyotes' bad history and saying, you know what, I want to invest a billion dollars between building an arena and bringing an expansion franchise into Phoenix. I'm not convinced that that's real. It sounds a little crazy to me, given the history of the city. To me, the the, the move that makes much more sense is finding a way to keep the team here, whether it's the Morello Group that finally closes on a deal or they find another local buyer. And I know there are a bunch of names that have been thrown out there. The league has not gone down that road at all yet, but that to me makes more sense. And it still leaves open the option of getting that billion dollars from every other city that wants to enter the NHL on an expansion basis. The owners don't want to pass up that money.
0: Yep, absolutely.
1: Anyway, that's well, where I am.
0: If the Coyotes get a new arena site approved and they are all good to go to start building, may I recommend Empire for all of their flooring needs? You know, <laughs> they need a floor. They need a floor in Why there. Why not call Empire? So call Empire. Um, Empire today for all your flooring needs. But sincerely, um, if you're looking to get new flooring in your house, your apartment, your condo, wherever you live, check out Empire. Um, they have a ton of great services such as the ability to shop at home sometimes it's so overwhelming when you walk into those stores and there's a thousand mm-hmm. different like floor things and you think oh like I not i can't do this um you can also do the virtual floor designer so you can see what the floors would look like in any space in your home which is really cool um they just they really care about the customers they care about their quality of their product um and pd actually has empire flooring in his house and yeah. he speaks very highly so check out Empire. They're offering a great deal right now. You can schedule a free in-home estimate today and all listeners can receive a $350 off discount when they use promo code PHNX, which is an unbelievable offer. So check that out. Restrictions apply. See empiretoday.com slash PHNX for details. Craig, I feel like I haven't had illegal pizza in too long. I went on a stretch of having illegal like pizza. Like I had illegal pizza like twice a week for three <laughs> weeks, and now I haven't had it in like almost two weeks.
1: Max, when are we <laughs> yeah. getting illegal pizza again?
0: <laughs> I need illegal pizza, so stop by illegal pizza on Mill. Maybe, maybe I'll swing by there later. Good place to watch the D backs game. They have TVs at their bar as well. Um, we had a great time there at our last meet up. We we are big proponents of illegal Pete's here the queso the bowls the tacos nachos, um, the nachos oh
1: my kids are hooked on the nachos there now
0: the margaritas they have four peaks on tap hooked on those they are not of age please drink responsibly um illegal peats is your go-to spot this fall you can stop by for happy hour which is 3 to 8 p.m every day at all 12 locations that might be the best happy hour in the valley because some happy hours it's like Happy hour is if you breathe between <laughs> four and four oh one, you will get happy hour, but not illegal beats. Three to eight every day. Um, it's the go to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer for twenty eight years. All right,
1: it's time. I left it's my time. hat on. By the I way, I know you. you, you, you <laughs> like shed your entire costume.
0: I was so hot I'll on
1: put, me all morning about wearing a costume, and you shed I'll your costume. I'll put the hat back on. Okay. Okay.
0: I'll put yeah. the hat back on for this segment. Okay. Um, So where do we want to start? Do we want to judge the Coyotes' Halloween costumes or do you want to talk about Halloween? Let's judge
1: the Coyotes first. So Me, I like judging.
0: Yeah, me too. So over the weekend, the Coyotes had their team Halloween party. And thank you to the Coyotes social media team for putting these pictures out just in time for our show today. So we're going to judge some Coyotes' Halloween costumes. So, Danielle, we can pull up the full team photo here Um, if you're watching. If you're listening on audio, I recommend either heading over to our YouTube channel or... Go to Arizona Coyotes on Twitter or Instagram. They have these pictures posted, so it's kind of hard to see. And um, this, if you're watching on a small screen, but there's a few things I want to zone in on here. And the first is, if you look to your far right, what is Logan Cooley wearing? Why is he wearing? What is is he a pirate? We
1: need to zoom in, in on that. Look at that hat. Because, uh, can we zoom on in on that or? Is, or yeah, is we can make it bigger for the old guy here.
0: Yeah. There it goes. Just Danielle, make it so big that all we see is Logan Cooley in the corner there, on, <laughs> in the right, on the right. Like, what is going on there? <laughs> what? Like, do you see this yeah, outfit? I do with, see that. With, he's wearing sneakers.
1: I don't know what's going on there. I might have to ask that question. Actually. Yeah. This, this, yeah, this begs follow up questions.
0: Um, we got Valamaki. I think he's like the Roman Empire or <laughs> something, which is very, very good. Um. I, um sean dersey i saw was jim from the office you got oh uh, well yeah let's let's look at these other yeah, ones let's, danielle let's, let's put these up let's yeah. look at the individual ones because those are great um we have troy Stecher and his wife dressed up as barbie and ken from the scene where they are rollerblading in at venice beach which i feel like Troy Stetcher fits this perfectly. So (laughs) amazing execution by Troy Stetcher um, and his wife. So the next one, we have Liam O'Brien and his wife (laughs) dressed as the Avatar characters, (laughs) 10 out of 10, honestly. (laughs) 100, yeah, ex, 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 uh,
1: except for the red beard I'm yeah i mean there's nothing he can <laughs> really nothing do there liam can do because and we definitely do not want liam o'brien to shed the beard because no no, no. spectacular but, i even wrote a story about his beard
0: yes you did yes. i respect the the commitment yeah that, to the that's makeup. pretty
1: good that um, yeah seriously right
0: well no danielle let's keep going let's keep going what else do we have we um we have matt dumba and his wife they're dressed as d-backs um what do they call Concession sellers in the stands. Yeah, and I know sense. it's D-backs because they have cups, the D-backs cups in the things that ask for tips. That's I good feel local like, support there. Yeah, good local support. It's kind of on brand for what's going on right now. And I feel like this is a, a creative one you can put together. Um, is there one more, I think? Okay, yeah. So we have Josh Brown and his wife dressed as Gryffindor students. <laughs> um, Harry Potter, perhaps. I guess Josh Brown kind of has the adult Harry Potter look going on. And then you have Michael Carconi and his wife. I don't really know what the costume is, unless I'm missing. I would something. assume Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Really? Yeah. Okay. Is hmm. that, is that oh, is she holding a microphone? Is that what that is? It looks like it. I can't see from over here.
1: Okay, okay.
0: maybe. All right. That's current. I like it. That's current. So I thought it was a good overall execution from the Coyotes. I I always love seeing what people come up with, um, not just on the Coyotes, but around the league. The NHL Instagram usually accumulates some of the best.
1: Where do you guys sit on, uh, you know, adults wearing costumes?
0: I love it. Have fun. 100% for it. I love it. Yeah. Have fun. I think. Like, we, we sometimes get too serious as we're older, and I've seen some of the most creative costumes this year on TikTok. This is, like, my favorite time of year on TikTok. Somebody dressed up as a bed bug, but from Paris, so they were, like, a bed bug, and then they were French, like the Paris bed bugs.
1: Ah, okay.
0: Yeah, I thought that was hilarious. I've seen a lot of Dion Sanders ones executed very well. Um yeah, the Randy Johnson and the Dead Bird was one of the best <laughs> Halloween costumes I've seen. Um, so just, yeah, I'm, I'm all for adults dressing up.
1: Are we, are we shifting gears now? Yeah, to, we can shift gears. Let's shift you gears. You lead the way, Craig. Well, I, I want to, uh, obviously it's a night for trick-or-treating. And I have I have very strong takes on Candy, as does Petey. Yes. As does Brandon Spano, our CEO, oh even though they're very incorrect concerning. takes. Very concerning. Um, about nuts in candy bars and literally no kids like nuts. In fact, many of them have allergies. So not only, Brandon, do you not like kids, but you're apparently trying to kill Let some me just of them when say, they come to your house. So
0: Brandon tweeted, Almond Joys are wonderful and Mr. Goodbar is the best candy you can possibly receive today. So yeah. That was his take.
1: No. The CEO
0: of our company. It's
1: just wrong. It's just <laughs> incorrect. Sorry.
0: And Petey, who is not on the show but had to make this take be known, message us, why do assorted bags of Halloween candy always have one bar with nuts? Kids don't like nuts. Almond Joy, come on. And not only that, a lot of kids are allergic.
1: Exactly. You're going to put I've someone at As I've said before, by the way, there is no joy in Almond Joy. Kids do not like these. I know what kids like. I do. I've, I've studied this over many, many years of trick-or-treating. And Almond Joys are not it. No. Almond Joys are definitely not it. The
0: only exception for nuts I'll make is Reese's Cups. Okay, because, because I think it they're nut,
1: elite. Does it have like nut oil in it or it's would peanut you, butter? Well, okay, I mean, yeah, I mean, okay,
0: but yeah. like they don't have nuts. They don't have actual. So nuts that about. like
1: yeah, Reese's peanut butter. Uh, cups but are I can't amazing. argue.
0: But I can't argue Reese's cups on the basis I just said kids are allergic to nuts. Right, like some kids are, yep. but Reese's cups are amazing. But maybe do separate bowls. Some kids are like That's super allergic, right where like if literally if it's in the same room, they'll right have a, a or just don't have thing. nuts
1: because kids hate them anyway. Sorry. That's Kids true.
0: I do like Snickers, but I'm an adult.
1: Yeah. So. You're an adult. My dad likes Snickers too, but yeah. we're not handing them out. Yeah. My dad's not trick or treating at my house. You so, know what, tri- go ahead.
0: Oh, well, what, what candy do you have at your house?
1: We will have, we'll do you have, do full bars? We, we, we do a combination, actually. Like, it, it depends. Like, we'll have backups because we, we just buy our candy sort of hodgepodge. We're at the store, we'll grab a couple bags mm-hmm. and some of them are bigger, some of them are smaller. We have like, our kids decided that we should buy Krabby Patties and I'm not a big fan of Krabby Patties. Yeah. Seen these, but apparently kids really like Krabby Patties. So I'm like, okay, I know they love Skittles and I know they love certain chocolate bars. Like a simple little Reese's bar will go. They'll, they'll, they'll choose those all the time. Three Musketeers are popular. There are certain candies that just go. And then you see the ones that are left behind all the time until there's nothing left. And then the kids that get there late, they're like,
0: I guess we'll take this because yeah, I'm here.
1: So it's left. <laughs> exactly. So uh, that that's pretty much my take on candy. But where I'm leading with all of this is Leah. My love, my wife loves Halloween. She does. She will greet all the kids at the door. Petey and I were just talking about this. And she wants to talk to every one of them about their costume. Mm-hmm. She wants to talk to the parents. We'll literally have like a line at our door. People will be backing up because Tara's <laughs> talking to a five-year-old who just wants the candy and wants to leave but she'll have a conversation We'll talk to the parents. The challenge for kids at my house is actually making it to the door. Not just because of the line, because my wife has this bizarre contradiction of being the nicest person once you reach the door, but trying to scare the hell out of the kids before they reach the door. And I have a video of my courtyard that I would like to show now to give you a sense of what it's like to approach. Okay, here it is. Here is the entrance to our courtyard. Coming in. Creepy lights and this entire thing is covered in webs. Okay? <laughs> there's webs overhead. I'm about to pan up. I think there's webs on the side. There's the webs cleanup. everywhere, That's all but I'm not just about. webs. She adds little touches. Yes. Wait till you see the thing okay. that we'll see We're gonna next. We're Going to pan to the right. And oh look, there's a body. <laughs> there's a body cocooned in webs with Converse sneakers, one has fallen to the ground there, okay? So that's it, and then we go a little, oh, there's the spider. So what kid is gonna make it all the way to the door? If they do make it to my door, there's also this creepy ass talking skull that she can operate from inside the door. It's got a terrifying <laughs> voice, and she will talk to the kids when they get to the door. So do you want the kids to trick or treat, or do you not want them to trick or treat? I can't decide with Sarah what it is she really wants.
2: Hey I, Craig, how comfortable is your couch? <laughs> my couch
1: is very comfortable.
0: <laughs> I used to love the houses that were scary. I hated when a house was lame. I loved, like, walking. Did you like out. that? Okay. I, I did, Even as a little as kid, a kid. You yeah. like to be scared. Okay. Not like scared per se, but I just liked having some, a little thing to. Like, at
1: what age were you okay with that? Because I feel like when I got to like seven or eight, yeah, I, I would say to be scared, yeah, but like I would three say, year olds. Like, no, I would sure. say
0: like seven or eight. Yeah. I'm
1: not sure a three year old's making it to my door. That's what I'm saying. They might not make it because they might think they're gonna end up like that body that's the body the web. is
0: a special touch yes it really is right like the spider you're like all right it's clearly fake but the body is like, are we are the we sure it It does spider oh moves. no so never mind i take it know. all back
1: see in case you get make it way, way out to my house the spider moves it's not real though
0: i take it all back okay Oh my God. There's some very interesting candy takes in the chat. Um, Ash said this is almond joy slad- slander. Loyal Sif said 100 grand is an underrated S tier. agree
1: complete with that. 100 grand is a great candy bar.
0: Ogie said Reese's are awful. Oh, Ogie. Get your trash Ogie, you takes out of here. You know,
1: most of the time, I respect your takes, but that one's just <laughs> incorrect.
0: Um, Roaring Fork said I used to pull the almonds out of Almond Joys, which is hilarious. (laughs) Why
1: would you even bother? Just Um, throw it in the trash.
0: Yeah, I've seen a few shout outs for Coffee Crisp and some other Canadian chocolates. I used to love, like, I'm primarily a chocolate person over, like, I do like sour candy, but
1: Yeah, me too. Like, if I'm going
0: going to a bowl of candy and there's chocolate, like, I'm taking chocolate nine out of ten times. Um, unless you have Sour Patch Kids or Sour Watermelons uh, or something like that, because I'm... I hated when it you go and it was just like a bowl of Jolly Ranchers. It's like, this is this the doctor's office? Like, am I at the pediatrician? Like, <laughs> no, thanks. Oh my God, I miss trick or treating. Here's a mini
1: toothbrush for you.
0: I miss trick or treating. You
1: know, well, Petey probably has stories like this. You guys are going to laugh at this, but like, oh God. When I went trick or treating, there were those houses where you'd get something weird like that, where someone was like, oh my God, you're going to rot your teeth out. So I'm going to give you a toothbrush. I got a toothbrush trick-or-treating someone gave me a mini toothbrush i'm like thanks a lot kid hater and there were people that would hand out like change like and this is way back when but like you'd get a nickel thanks dude (laughs) thanks for the nickel
2: (laughs) there was a house on my block that would hand out quarters i completely forgot about that until you said that oh my gosh
0: oh my gosh
1: i don't know what a quarter could buy in your time as a child but even a nickel back in my you can childhood, buy like-
0: one of those like bouncy balls at the Old Navy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, or like a gumball. Yeah, yeah you get a gumball, thing Or
0: chiclets. Um, I, I, I've had ones where like the neighbors are all, they're kind of having a block party. So instead of being at their houses, they're like in their cul-de-sac. And I've been given like baked goods, like a cupcake.
1: Can you can you take those? Like, I feel like there's like, I don't know. If parents my, parent, that allow if I, that.
0: my parents should have probably said no, but right. I think I took it.
1: I'd take the cupcake. <laughs> I mean, I'd be all over baked goods if people were handing those out. That'd <laughs> be too. unbelievable. How about the people like who don't actively participate in trick or treating like um, Steve Peters, for instance, <laughs> who. Basically has like a barbed wire fence in front of his house and there's a bowl. And you can see him sitting there. You know he's there. But the
0: irony is he sits outside, though. He he sits
1: outside probably to make sure that nobody's taking more than their allotment of candy. He probably has some way of dealing with that if they do. But not really participating, not really engaging. How do you feel about those houses where it's like a table? You don't even make your way to the house.
0: I don't mind it because it's better than the houses that are just completely off.
1: Dark, like the lights out, like Saul's, Like (laughs) Saul's. Don't bother
0: so. Oh my god. Um We had this whole
1: conversation before the show started. Like
0: nothing was worse than when you turned down a street and like half the houses were dark.
1: Yeah, like come on. Yeah. Come on, participate. It's just one night out of the year. So I'd rather you just
0: leave a bowl and not like just say you can't
1: trust that though, can you? So I mean who cares? Somebody's gonna empty the entire bowl and that's it. So you okay. Go ahead. I feel like Saul is weighing in here with something here. Here we go. Oh,
0: wait. No, just give give him the headset. uh, Wait, give him the headset. Give him the headset. Yeah. Yeah. Saul is getting on the mic here.
3: Sorry. Give me a second. (laughs) Okay, first of all, if I don't want to celebrate Halloween, I don't have to, number one. And if my lights are off, don't come to the damn door. You know what that means. And if your parents didn't teach you that, then shame on them, too. And I will burn everybody for it. When I come to my door, I will open the door. I'm like, do you see this sign? It says no soliciting. That means candy, too. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) You know, That's just my two cents. Fair <laughs>
0: enough, because I'm not even going to be home tonight at all, so like my lights will be off. Oh man! But, uh, I, but I also there. I doubt anyone's trick or treating in my neighborhood because the average age in my neighborhood is like 68.
3: Oh my gosh! <laughs> well, and then the bowl of candy, I I normally would have done that. But I've seen way too many teenagers come through and just take the whole bowl. The teens, uh, you know what? The, the teens are problematic. Are the, and, and, then, and that's well, the other, thing. Okay, that's the other thing. okay, here we go. That's the other thing. Okay, I've seen far too many, and this is the reason why I'm kind of like I'm half in, half out on Halloween. Is I've seen far too many teenagers show up. Not even in a costume. Yeah,
1: or just completely
3: half-assed. Yeah, they're like, I'm just the average teenager. I'm like, oh, I'm just the average homeowner. Get the fuck out of here. I'm not giving you any can- candy. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, dude. If you're not going to put in the work to put a costume on, I'm not going to try and get- reward that half ass. I
1: agree with that. I agree with that completely. And I, I do we, – we get all sorts of teens who just show up in – Either the scantest costume, like I don't, I don't mean like they're not wearing a lot of clothes. Like you put no effort into this at all. You just want my candy. Yeah, so that's it. Get out of here. Yeah, and so, so so for it's for the little kids.
3: somebody for the chest. Said, but I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'm like, you're selling me on losing my time in my, inside my house <laughs> with my lights off.
1: Okay, and this is not appropriate. Okay, I want, thank you. Saul. I want video of the Saul Bookman experience on Halloween. You just need to set up a camera and just cut all those separate The ring doorbell footage.
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, that was great. Oh, my God. oh, boy. Do you have any other uh, hot takes on Halloween you want to dive into? Or? No,
1: I'm just kind of depressed because my kids are, you know, not interested in being with us anymore on Halloween. I know. My mom They're kept be saying, up on their own.
0: My mom, like, four times this weekend was like, if you want to come over, I'm making soup. <laughs> We're going to sit in the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Way to sell it, mom. <laughs> we used to make, my mom used to make, mom now, so I my mom that live. used to make white chili on Halloween every white year. Good, though. And That's then my good. dad and I would carve pumpkins and then my mom would bake the pumpkin seeds. And then my dad would take me and my friends trick or treating and my mom would stay back with the other moms. I had good Halloween memories living in Canada. I always used to I used to pray for the whole week. Please, no snow or rain on Halloween. Please, yeah. please, please, please. We don't really have that problem here. So. Yeah,
1: I've never had that yeah. experience in my time in Arizona. <laughs> well, pray. In Ch- in I would Chicago, pray. Chicago was like, it's going to rain.
0: Like I would say it the, always rains wearing a winter jacket ruins the costume. I don't want to wear it. Yeah. And I had to We're getting days. soaked.
2: Yep. To to Kenny's point, I do wanna I do wanna bring up my own personal favorite Halloween memory. Uh, 2001, we had we had the little antenna TV out in front of my my whole neighborhood watching Game Four of the World Series. So yeah, go Dbacks.
0: PD will have the game projected on his garage, as mm-hmm. will Jacob Franklin. For but kids. he
1: probably won't allow people to stay. stay Going to be a lot of him.
2: kids and people watching that. Yeah, that's for the thing, somebody. You're gonna, who gonna put the World really Series want,
0: on. People are gonna stop in your driveway. Yeah, but it's there. probably
1: pay per view. Probably, yeah, he's be gonna, charging them he's gonna like yeah. turn the
0: iPad for the tip like <laughs> that thing um, yeah. Paul said Leo could you explain to those that aren't familiar with candy in Canada But you mentioned what smarties are here as they are up there smarties here are rockets in Canada they're called rockets in Canada exact same um, but they're smarties here rockets they're smarties in Canada are M- M&M equivalent but mm-hmm. they are not as good as M&M's that's my take I that, don't really like smarties true, that much um Yeah, so Canada has the lead candy. It really does. Um, The best house for me though would be a house passing out burrito express burritos.
1: Oh, I would take a burrito. I would take a burrito
0: and a salsa.
1: Yeah, like our needs have changed though, right? Yeah, we're adults now. Yeah,
0: well maybe maybe like instead of that, do you you have
1: any burritos? Well, you know what I like. (laughs) Do you have a menu?
0: When I eventually like live in a neighborhood that has solid trick or treating. I'll have, like, the candy for the kids, but then we'll have, like, a sophisticated... Like, the parents should get stuff, too, and I'm going to cook.
1: I like this idea. Yeah. You know, I was thinking, literally, you could... Can you imagine when people came to the door, you handed them a menu? Oh, my God. Choose two.
0: The Morgan house would do that, for sure. Well...
1: In fact, I better shut up now, because... Yeah you, yeah, you know my wife.
0: Yeah, I know. Um, yeah. so but you can make it easier on yourself, get a bunch of burritos from burrito express. Burrito express fed us yesterday for lunch. Oh my god, it's the best. It's gonna day feed of us again
1: today because I saw that box. Yeah, there tonight.
0: was a lot of leftovers. Yeah. Um I had the steak and salsa, it's one of my favorites. They don't just have breakfast burritos, they have lunch burritos as well, because this is my hot take. I'm not a huge like egg and burrito person. I prefer a lunch burrito. Um, but whatever you want they have at burrito express, it's so freaking good. And you know what? It's so affordable. It's not like these places you go to or it's like that'll be $17. It's like I don't know. It's just great. Check it out. They have locations all over the valley um, and let us know what your favorite burrito from Burrito Express is. I personally love the steak and salsa so grab a burrito and follow Burrito Express on Twitter at Burrito EXP. They have um, a Tempe location, a Gilbert location, a Scottsdale location so check them out. Mm. Uh, and last but not least if you are not yet a diehard as we mentioned at the top of the show join the family today so you can read Well, so you can read Craig's mailbag and, you know, those were only seven of the 50 plus questions. Um, So Craig dives deep into a lot of different topics. That's for diehards only. So just one of the many reasons to become a diehard.
1: Prospect reports too. Prospect reports. Yes, those are diehards
0: only only also. Mm -hmm. Um, You can join our Discord. Sometimes we'll have an interview or we'll let... People in the Discord ask questions and only people in the Discord ask questions. There's just a lot of perks to becoming a diehard. Um, So we invite you to do that because you also get a free shirt or hat when you sign up. You can save 20% off on merchandise and events. I'm wearing my wagon shirt because I still believe that the D-backs are indeed a wagon. They're winning tonight, by the way. You think? They are winning tonight. There you have it. Um, So... Check it out and check out all of our events. We have PHX Cardinals home and away watch parties. This weekend we'll be at the BetMGM Jam Sportsbook for the away game. And then the following weekend we'll be at Hewlett River Resorts and Casinos, a wild horse pass for all the home games. So always something going on. You can check out our show notes for details. Anything else?
1: No, we got three games coming this week.
0: Three games this week. Three Busy week. Busy three week. Three and
1: three and a half is... Andre said
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah we got the Coyotes on the road in Anaheim tomorrow we have a, the Coyotes home against the Canadians on and Thursday Zabiton
1: and Slavkowski.
0: yes Logan yes I'll Cooley. have a
1: another related story uh, a Logan Cooley related story uh, coming on Thursday I think it is Thursday is the Canadians game yep we're just gonna really I'm just gonna put it out there because I know they, they love doing this to each other I'm just gonna pit Chris Peters and Corey Promen against each other <laughs> and see what they have to say in this story. <laughs> so I'm talking to both of them as as well as Craig Button tomorrow.
0: Oh, friends Craig Button all, will
1: be in the Valley for the Canadians awesome. game.
0: All friends of the program. All friends. Um and Saturday the Winnipeg Jets are in town. So lots of post games on the docket this week. Be sure to subscribe to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel and hit the notification bell so you never miss when we go live because it's not just live shows we have a bunch of extra content as well such as Walking and talking with Michael Carconi, we talked about the walking and talking bump. It's absolutely unbelievable. So make sure you're not missing out on all of that. And if you're listening on audio and you haven't subscribed or followed or left a five star review or left a comment, um, go ahead and do that now. If you have a free thirty seconds to do so, it really helps us out a lot. But you can follow Petey for all his grumpy old man Halloween takes <laughs> at S Peters Hockey. You can follow Craig at Craig S Morgan. You can follow me Bro, at my Lamar. Grumpy old man takes. Yeah, you can follow yeah. me for. I don't know what takes. My modern...
1: Positive, you know, Mid-20s takes. Someone who's actually nice on the show. <laughs>
0: yeah. At Leah Merrill, you can follow. Danielle, because Danielle is literally... Another
1: person who's actually nice
0: on the leaving- show. Leaving after this to go photograph the freaking world series oh, at gosh. abracadamia i thought you were leaving
1: us already i thought we chased I know, already, you
0: chased me off it's the curse of this show Seriously. the curse of producing the show um and you can follow the show at ph underscore coyotes and because craig didn't appreciate it earlier look at my halloween socks there's little ghosts on them thank you all <laughs> enjoy the rest of your day happy <laughs> halloween and we'll see you all tomorrow